like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Thank God. And we're horny in New Mexico. Some creepy guys. I will accept your rose. I will not accept your producer plant that is a skin salesman eating celery in a dirty RV. I will not accept that. <laughs> what Celery was one step too far, producers. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the opening season of Will You Accept This Rose? Bachelorette, Katie season, be a Katie. My name is Arda Marine, coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. With me today, first of all, before I get to that, I just wanted to thank everybody who came to the live show at Dynasty Typewriter, anybody who watched the live stream show. That was such a joy doing our draft picks. I want to remind everybody I'm doing my first in-person ever book event because I launched my book during a pandemic and I am doing it in my hometown of oh. Little Compton, Rhode Island, Saturday, July 10th at Wilbur's General Store at the Commons in Little Compton at 11 a.m. My brother Alaric and I will be there signing my books, Little Miss Little Compton at Wilbur's General Store, Saturday, July 10th at 11 a.m. Here we go. With me today, it's the woman that this all began with, a woman who's wearing her merch and she looks hot AF. Excuse you. Excuse you. I want what she's having. That's what I have to say. She's a brilliant comedian. She's a writer for one day at a time. Her new album, Deep Dive, is available everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, my platonic life partner, Erin Foley. Oh, good to be here. Aaron, we had fun after we we had fun at the live show, and then we went out like real like real vaccinated people, and we went and had food outside with Dr. Banana and Carl. Wasn't that fun? 
It was so fun. It was the the live show was such a great reentry. I I did three reentries, uh, a, a performance, a dinner, and then we did car dancing. We car danced. So, I drove you home car dancing. That was it was really, a dream night. It was it, a dream. Night. It was like opening games. Like here we go. We're back world. Speaking of back. This is a man. Will he ever find love? Will he ever? He was our bachelor. 2006, 2007, 2017, 18, 1994, 1994, Still searching. I'm like the Caitlin Bristow. You're still searching. Your You're still searching. Maybe you know what? She ended up with that nice guy, Jason, That's who right. ate buff from Buffalo. The kiss, kiss, kiss. The Buffalo so the, wings. Guy. They're still together. I think so. I think they're still together. She's uh-huh. using a lot of filler, right? I think Something's so. Going on. Okay. I think it's a lip situation. Pardon. They just got engaged. <gasps> oh wow! Today? Look at that. No, like Today? Oh, a couple of weeks ago, they got engaged. Yeah. That's exciting. I like that for them. Yeah. Speaking of just got engaged, this woman just got engaged to my heart. You know her from Criminal Minds. You know her from another period. You know her from DuckTales. You know her from her symmetrical face. Our Secretary of State, ladies and gentlemen, Paget Brewster. That's a big intro. It's a big intro. I give you big can whittle it down. No, no, no. I like to. I like to really roll out the carpet for my guests. Uh, Paget, <laughs> yeah. it was such a joy having you at the live show. What oh, a I delight! Loved it. I'm so glad I was able to do it. Thank you so much. I loved what, it. It was what, so great seeing you guys. Watching you place an order for wine and and having the instructions be deliver it to the winos on stage performing and getting your tip money ready was everything I needed. Well, and she on. also she was determined to tip whoever brought it to her on stage, and at, at the end of the day, I think they just handed it to me. Like Did they you get they, they delivered it outside, and Katie brought it to me. Did you get and, tipped? I put it on that. Katie's desk. Yeah, so Paget was like, she gave it to me, and I was like, I don't want your money. It's fine. I hope she tipped you. I hope she was like, get yourself something nice. Speaking <laughs> of somebody who got Katie's desk, I didn't well, take it. Well, Some... someone got well, ten bucks. Somebody got a tip. No, I gave it back to you. I gave it back to you. Speaking of, speaking of somebody who really knows how to live life right, a man who just got back from La Quinta, a man who's in his merch. He told me to pick out whatever merch that I he thought that I thought was going to be right for him, and I'm going to say I feel like I guessed right. Yeah, I guessed that this man needed a Heather Green Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, Debbie and Beverly and Jerry and Doug t-shirt. And I want you to know this man, he's a comedian. He hosts Doug Loves Movies. He hosts Wide World of Dougs. He hosts Getting Doug with High. He is our Rookie of the Year, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Benson. Hey, everybody. Doug, (laughs) I want you to know that rookie, uh, that Beverly D'Angelo, who was our second rookie, it's like follows this all on on Instagram and was so touched that she's on the uh, podcast on the T-shirt. I feel like I feel like you need to do a podcast with us with Beverly D'Angelo. Have you met her before? Oh, I have. I was um, 
I was Patrick Dempsey's stand-in on a motion picture called In the Mood. And um, she played one of the women that he has an affair with in the film. Uh, so I got to spend uh, a lot, you know, days on set That's with her. Fantastic. And, 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 you know, there, of course, I learned what a no-nonsense goddamn delight she is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how yeah. you do it. So she, she doesn't remember me, uh, but, but, but you, you know, whenever I run into her and Patrick Gipsy, I've got a story for them. Well, maybe we'll make that happen for our podcast listeners. Also with us before we get to it, of course, Dr. Tana, Anna, Hannah Montana, Banana, and Katie Levine. Dr. Banana, you made it. I know your Wi-Fi was out. Yeah, I got back, though. Um, hey, everybody, Chris Harrison's been fired, but he got an eight-figure deal. Oh. Yeah. Okay, he knows where the bodies are buried. Here we go. So that's what it was. He had something. What, what, how did this work? Do we know, Doctor Banana? Read, okay, Kate Paget. Oh, I read something that. I mean, I think it was in Variety that his lawyer, Chris Harrison's lawyer, said, "Oh, you think Chris Harrison is being canceled because he said this mm-hmm. and did this? I know all this other stuff that I will leak to the press if you don't give him the biggest golden parachute ever." And I'm sure he does know that. Like, I'm sure that's yeah. t- too legit to quit. Like, for so you know, yeah, he got a lot. You of know, money. some stuff has really gone down. Wow. And so, and uh, sorry, because I know we got a lot, lot to get to. But is he is he done now? Does he just he's take done. that money he's and gone. then he he take the money? He doesn't write done. a book. He's he's just he retires. He, we don't. Oh, well, he might write a book. Who knows what he's gonna do? Yeah. But he's now got he's he's set even even more set for life. Well, it's I mean, world. I feel like. I feel like I know what 2018 Chris Harrison would do, but what would 2021 <laughs> Chris Harrison? Good point. <laughs> uh, so we're starting fresh. Um, we're starting fresh. Here we go. Overall, before we get going, how did you feel overall? Here we are. We're in New Mexico. We have Caitlin and Tasha at hosting. Um they seemed nervous at first, but then I felt like once it got going, I did sort of – I liked the girl power rooting for – like I felt like once it sort of stumbled out of the gate, I found them very charming as it, as it adjusted. Paget, I see you nodding your head. How did you feel sort oh. of about, about, the, about them as hosts, about where we are? Paget. I, I liked them. I wish they would flank her at all times in black dresses like – like a Tarantino film. I want to yes. see Katie in the center and then the, the like uh, superheroes. And, uh, and mm. I, yes. as, after I really wasn't into it, I started watching it and I was like, I just can't right now. And then I watched it <laughs> this morning and at the very end, end with the, this is what's coming up this season. I'm totally invested, totally in. Yeah. And I thought yes. I was, I thought I was done. Well, when I started I, watching it last night. I was like, I just can't. The first I, I, the first night is always the hardest because you have you're like I don't even know. Here's thirty bozos. I see Doug. Doug, tell talk to us, Doug. <laughs> I was just gonna say that like thing one that was different about Chris Harrison not being there is that they could do the they could do the what's coming up this season without having to say the words. It's the most shocking season ever, right. and that kind of that kind of sensationalist stuff. They just show the ambulance and you, okay, we get it. Something's going to happen to somebody. It's probably just going to be a bee sting, but cool. You know, it was just the whole thing, just having those ladies there, 
even stuff like, hey, there's only one rose left is so less serious and more like how this kind of show should be, which okay. is just fun and about, you know, potential romance. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Foley, I see her coming in hot. Side note, Aaron, how fun was it to, to watch Doug Benson dance to a rave music on stage oh. the other night? <laughs> um, I bought the recording off the Internet and I watch it. I've been watching it three or four times a day. Um, just watching Doug made- sort of dance, walk dance, dance on the couch. Him walk because he did like a few tight. He kept doing like tight turns, with turn. his, like uh-huh. a swish with his hips in his robe was incredible. His swishing in his robe was incredible. Um, do you agree with Doug's assessment without the voiceover, Aaron Foley? Yes. Um, first of all, Doug has made me uh, belly laugh since 1926. So um, <laughs> to see him in person uh, again, just thank you. Um, you're a treasure, Doug. You're a treasure, an international treasure and a man mm-hmm. of mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the only it, you forgot, like I just forgot that Chris Harrison existed. So that was kind of like, yeah. I was just like, Oh, all right, put the, get the ladies in. Um, and everybody's like, you know, working out the, the, the new stuff. But the only thing I think they did, um, to compensate from the, for the Chris Harrison seriousness is they really ramped up, um, the music. Um, and uh. if, if you go back, nobody needs to go back, but right before the last rose, I was like, what is that sound? And it was right. the most dramatic music I think I've ever heard wow. on volume 80. And I was like, good Lord, is there a shark in the water? Like it was so dramatic, but I thought, uh, yeah, I, it was fun to have the ladies there for sure. I'm going to do a side sidebar with my counsel, Doctor. She's also my lawyer, Doctor Banana. She's also my legal counsel. You want to hear some crazy ass music? Join our Patreon and watch the Australia shows with us. Yeah. It is literally like somebody has dropped acid. They were like, I want to be a composer. And there's, I'm going to use every genre and I'm going to, because I can go like, and it's like, and then they'll play like hard, like, like Dr. Banana, would you say that's an accurate assessment? Do you have any of the audio sounds on your computer? Just play it later if you have one. Don't warn us. Just start playing it um okay uh, i think i do actually have some good music on. okay fine. just find something <laughs> at some point and just throw it in maybe right around a commercial break here we are we have boyer i mean who knew that the 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 bat basically to become the bachelorette all you needed to do was show up with a vibrator and that was like they could not believe that a woman was so bold to have a vibrator and acknowledge a vibrator and show up with a vibrator that's truly, I feel like, what this entire season is built around. And that makes her supposed to be like, I'm super sex positive. It's like, you're just like a human woman who has a vibrator. But they're like, yes, Rob, Rob Bennett. I just have an uh, 80-year-old question. What's sex positive mean? Just she, she, She's into sex. So sex positive, I think, <laughs> is like what the kids say. It's like, I'm not ashamed of it. I want what I want. I'm going to ask. For it, if I want to okay. be, if I want to be like the naughty school nurse, and you're going to be like the firefighter. Right. Like I'm going to tell you that, and you better execute it, or I'm not interested. I'm not ashamed that I get horny, right? And so is the, that sex is, positive? 
Just somebody yeah, who's like, makes sense woman has knees. Like, I, I'm not worried about getting you off. This is what I need to get it done. Am I wrong? <laughs> I think I'm, I just sounded like, I just sounded like I'm 400 years old. I, it's also just like being, being able to say, yeah, I enjoy sex and I'm not ashamed about that. I like to have sex for fun. Cause you know, a lot of women, if you like go around and like, you know, have sex with people, people will call you a slut and they're just like, no, we like to, we like to have sex. Yeah. Right. Sex, not yeah. the counter move to, yeah. to slut shaming. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think right. it's pro. Is, it's pro sex worker too. I think. Yes, I think oh. it's like there's. Yeah, there's like no shame in the game of like, okay. like yeah, like the equivalent of like yeah, I masturbate. I like to have sex. I have different partners. I I want to be fulfilled. Like as a woman, it's. Right. I mean, I don't know. I think it's maybe. Look, I'm sure the kids are all going to email and be like, Grandma. Everything you just said, you missed 55%. I, but like the gist is, is like as a lady, I think I'm not embarrassed (laughs) about the fact that like I have a sex life and I, and I mean, so is the virgin guy, is he sex negative? Um, he's not yet because he says he's (laughs) open to like, he, like he's open to having fun once he's married, but we'll see if he shames her like what Luke, the shower Jesus reborn virgin did to Hannah when he shamed her. Can I just say one thing real quick about the sex positive thing? Yeah. Sex positive, like every woman should identify as sex positive. It's like the most ridiculous thing that there's a term for it. Right. (laughs) As a woman, I have to be like, I'm sex positive. It's it's like there always has to be something if women want to do what we want to do and be sexual and just bang someone. Okay. And then every man, every man comes up and they're like, uh, uh, you know, boob jokes and and dildo jokes and a and a blow up doll. They're making such big deal of it. It was so ridiculous for a basic basic thing that women. I know that bummed me out too. Like now you guys are getting creepy. Like just because I like sex doesn't mean right. I want you to be a creep about it. Okay, here's Wikipedia. <laughs> Nana went online and looked up sex positive movement. So according to Nana's, Nana's research, sex positive is an attitude towards human sexuality that regards all consensual sexual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable, encouraging sexual pleasure and experimentation. The sex positive movement also advocates for comprehensive of sex education and safe sex as part of its campaign. Basically, it's the opposite of how I was raised in New England, which is like, for shame, for shame. It was like, here's some, here's some like condoms. Don't get pregnant. Don't ever talk about it or tell anybody about it. Just like, (laughs) Please don't get pregnant. It is called a movement. Like this is so. This is when my no, blood, like so. Me no, Too but, movement. I'm like, this isn't a movement. This is basic behavior. No, but I will yeah. say that I was not raised to be able to be like, this is what I. I, I feel Com- like completely. I do think the kids think it's better. Like I think the young ladies are going. I feel like for me, I was raised. It was like, did the guy get off? Is it what the guy? Like no idea of being able to like. This might be fun for me. Like uh, like. I actually think it's a good thing that women are able to say what they want, not ashamed of it, not like – I feel like for me, in my environment, it was all like, is the guy having fun? Okay, I guess it was fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. So t- I, I don't feel that I was raised – in a sex positive movement. I thought it was like a sex get it done movement. I, I think most people in New England, the only reason why I was raised in a sex positive environment is because my mom in was the high school human relations teacher. Oh. She taught sex ed oh, after awesome. the school day to 
like there was a human relations group where she had the plastic womb with a fetus in it and a wow. flip book that about PD, the condom everything. had a roll of condom on. Amazing. So my mom was like way ahead of her time in 1974. To you as well? To wow. you as well? Yes, it's, immediately talked. She was okay. telling my brother and I about that sex when we were it. three ex- and five. That explains it. Yeah. Mine was like, Here, here's the info. Just don't get pregnant. That was all it was like. I, the whole wow, yeah. Like, don't talk about it. Just don't get pregnant. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Here, here's the here info. I'm sorry. That's never come out of Mary Foley's um mouth in her entire yeah, life so I think, here's I, the info i think the sex positive <laughs> movement is like educating your daughters that it should be pleasurable and they yeah. should be with who they want and they should yeah. experiment right. and like it should be safe and if they don't want to do it they don't have to do it it's that okay here we go we're in seattle this bummed me out for her her having to scream alone in the bed i'm Ugh. katie thurston and i'm the bachelorette look I know that if they told me to do it, I know that would be me. But like her screaming it, Doug Benson, how did you feel watching that? It, it was a rough start. It was, uh, you know, <laughs> it was, uh, it felt, you know, it felt pretty like she gave it her best, but like yep. she would have had to go, go a little higher to make it feel real. Yeah. yeah. You know, like she yeah. didn't go nuts enough. It was just. Oh, get up in the bed and yell this, you know? And she's like, okay. She's just a good sport, which I guess is a good way to start off to show that she's, she's game. And then, you know, as it goes along in the clips from the season, it shows that she's, she has fun with this thing. Well, some of the time. Yeah. The opening, (laughs) the opening shot was a bit of a bummer. This is now our third season in a pandemic version of it. Um, So, and she was like, what I I thought it was cute the awkward photos of her like trying to lean against the door like she's in a doorway she's like nobody leans like this she wants to fall in love and start a family there was nothing traditional about her family life her parents divorced when she was a baby she grew up poor she went to five schools it was hard to make friends she no one she's ever been with has felt like a partner she's ready for love she has self love and then they made her go no dry bushes here I mean Aaron Foley. Oh. Why did you give her that punch up, Aaron Foley? <laughs> no, I I pitched that joke as a joke, and I cannot <laughs> believe they delivered it. It was just, it was an alt, you know. And um, but, uh, yeah, you know, listen, real quick. Overall, I was so ugh on Katie. Not, I mean, as a bachelorette, you know, yes, I yeah. actually mm-hmm. really liked her last season. Towards the end, I was like, ugh, okay, yeah. but um, I thought she handled herself really well. I, I really did. I, I was I, I was like, oh, on the guys. But I thought, you know, I think that she's got a lot of potential to have a fun season. So I agree with you. She seems I'm fun. For her. Yeah. Uh, Rob Benedict, how did you feel overall? Um, you know, it, it uh, by the end of it, I was in. I feel like they were trying to the show was trying to find find itself. What yeah. are we now? Do we yes. still do this? Are we that show? Are we this yeah. show? And by the like, they, like they everyone's kind of nervous yeah. without Chris Harrison. You can tell they're like, yeah. Well, Captain's gone. Like, you right. can, like dad's gone. We're right. Okay. We're, we're flying solo now. Yeah. And, and, and same with her. Like I, I was a little unsure at first, but um, by the end, I kind I see what makes her different. I She, that part of her that kind of, that came out last season is, is as a bachelorette is, is going to be honest, brutally honest. So she, she didn't say, I think I know my husband's in there. She's like, I don't really know who it is, but it's one of these. You know what I mean? I like the yeah. way that she said that. That was yeah. different. 
She feels like past. a real person. Yeah. Here we are. So now we go to Albuquerque. Um, she's got 30, co- 30 guys, and we see Caitlin and Tasha driving up in a convertible, which I thought was really cute. Coming, You know, here come. It's like the fun. It was almost felt like super nanny, but it's like your fun, hot older sisters are like coming to like have your back. You know, it's cute. I um, thought it was like Thelma and Louise, and they were going to drive off a cliff. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. They're going to go. They're going to make a quick pit stop in Albuquerque and then keep going to the Grand Canyon. Um, I have to say, the thing that I liked the most in the very first half of the show was the In the Heights commercial. I, I thought the movie looked so good, and it made me want to go risk seeing it in a theater. I was like, it looks I'll so go great. with you. Yeah, like- Oprah says it's great. Oprah said it was great. <laughs> it looks so good. Okay. Um, so then, will you go see it with me, Erin? Yeah, I've been I've been literally waiting for that release. It was supposed to get released last summer. I okay. saw it uh, on Broadway or off. I'll put on fifteen masks and ago. go with you. Let's I'm do gonna, it. I will not be drinking a soda. I will not be having popcorn. The masks are not coming off, and I will go see that with you. Okay. Okay. So then Tasha and Caitlin are like freaking out. They're like, "We're the ultimate girl gang. We're here for her." And then they made somebody say the Hyatt Regency fosters love. Anna, did you give that note to the contestant? Why did you? <laughs> Is that your ad campaign? The Hyatt Regency fosters love? Yes. That's how you do it. Okay, great. So uh, here we go. Connor B., a math teacher, nude in his tub, playing the guitar. I mean, somebody tweeted us. Like, it's such a funny tweet. I'm going to just, like, give him credit right now. This is from 3D underscore Dorito at Jashal. Exciting for Connor's students now that they've seen him playing ukulele in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) He's an eighth grade teacher. They got him in the bathtub playing the ukulele. Padgett, what do you think of that? Well, I loved him. I, I, he's my favorite. I loved him the moment he started playing ukulele. Cause really, honestly, anyone can play the ukulele and he's not, I don't think he wants to move to Nashville. He and is. Right. A, he lives a in rocker. Nashville. Oh. He lives in Nashville and he has a band. Oh. He said at night, I'm, a, oh, I'm in a band. Oh, whoops. Oh, <laughs> I still he like played, He like played notes on the ukulele. He didn't do that typical, just strumming it oh. thing that anybody could do. I still um, don't think, I think he's a good guy. I don't think he's, I think he's a good guy. I, I agree like with you. Yeah. I'm not sure. Cause he is a math mm. teacher that's in a band at night playing nude, <laughs> playing the ukulele as a teacher. And he is in Nashville in a band. Aaron, what do you think? Good guy or Jet part two? I'm, I was, I was in it all the way until like the sort kiss. of the, the end kiss. the kiss was so rough and oh, it was so bad. brutal it was so bad i had to wash wash I, my face um i thought but, they were both into it though he, he did it he, he yeah. they were until the until he he was he, she would i felt like well we'll get there but i felt well, like okay. he yeah. went too hard too fast like they were both into it. And he just gobbled her he up. Ate her it's face. it's yeah. just that I don't even know how to really put it, but it's just I'll keep it really quick. That that male like I don't know. Like I I think men b- become like really sexy when they're just when I I, I don't know how to say this as a gay lady, but like there there there's something really sexy about men when they're just like they kind of own their they own their energy, they own their person, and at the, he he was playing that like. Like little coy, yes. like kind of like, uh, 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 and Uh-oh. that to me is the ultimate turnoff. I'm yes, like, yes, Aaron Foley no, just, coming just, in hot. I just, love it. Just oh. fucking grab her, you know. Like, just oh. he was just like, I'm a kitty cat, uh, uh, and I was like, ooh. 
Once a year, I'd probably break down the kitty cat kisses, everything I needed. Okay, so then we meet. I'll just sort of go quickly through because, like, again, it's hard when, like, they're such quick things until then we have um, Carl, the motivational speaker, Brendan, the Canadian firefighter. I have to say, when he's just face on at the camera, he's super hot. Then when there's, like, side angles and then he's wearing, like, jeggings and, like, like kind of meaty thighs, jeggings playing hockey. Like if he just sat still and didn't turn, he's kind of yeah. a hot Canadian firefighter with a pompadour. But yeah. like moving around the whole, he not, maybe a restyle. Uh, Doctor Banana, how did you? How did you? Did how did your heart flutter for Brendan, the Canadian firefighter? No, he had the the falcon head. He has the falcon. Yeah. I just you know you know a nice hairstyle is good, but if it's way too high up. Yeah. Like, what are you, Dolly yeah. Parton? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so then we, God. Then we, had, we have a real problem. At first, we had Andrew S., the football player from Vienna. At first, I was like, oh, he's adorable. And then he started talking with a fake British accent. And Ooh. it went on and on. And and when he came out, he did it for her. And he said, he, she's going to get to know that. That's a real side of me. And I... I it made me panic. Katie's cringing. Katie, talk to us. Give us your visceral reaction that you're having to Andrew S.'s fake British accent that would not stop. It would not stop. No, because anyone who goes, this is a real side of me is like. Yeah, it's my alter ego. <laughs> you know you're going to go to a restaurant and they're just going to speak to every waiter in a oh. British accent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just ruin your night every single get- night. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Can I get another awesome blossom yeah. over here? Can I get a cup of tea? Like, and you're um, just like, fuck off, dude. Um, I, I'd love totally. another uh, quesadilla explosion salad, please. Yeah. They go I to the store, they chilies. ask for cookies, and they just call them biscuits every time. And you're like, it's a cookie. I'm going to go to the lift. I have to go to hospital right now. Um, Rob, how did you feel about the fake British accent? Did it hurt your feelings? Yeah, I was like, why? Why, why are we doing this? Uh, didn't make any sense. It wasn't even that great. Um, uh, I was a little grossed out by the painter who kept making like dirty paint jokes. Uh, and we'll get to stroke, stroke, stroke. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I was a sex positive like thing. Yeah, the painter. Like, that was one of those sex positive things where she, they're like, instead of instead of like learning sex positive, they're just like she wants to bang. I'm yeah. gonna say stroke, dude. I have no, to say, no. as a lady, he likes dirty talk immediately. Yeah, yeah immediately. I, I've definitely had that where if I have like a, you know, I'm a silly gal and I can make jokes, but people are like, oh, oh, oh she talks dirty. You dirty. Hey, like, how about a? You're like, whoa, like that. <laughs> like, f- like people will say disgusting things, thinking like that's how it's like. Now, there's some craft, and these are my friends that I'm talking to, and I'm Aaron Foley and I are joking about it. Like, I don't know you, and like, that's not guy. They get the wrong. Like, oh, she wants. She's like DTF, so they're gonna talk. Like, that is so gross. I felt like a lot of them took advantage of that. Um, so then we met Trey, the cute harmonica player, um, who, who eventually popped out of the. Basically, we met a lot of people that were. Um, 
it's, it's hard when you meet them in the hotel and then you meet them again coming out mm-hmm. of the limo. Yeah. We met briefly Greg, who did well. We'll get to him later, the youngest of four. So here we are. Katie's finally uh, ready to meet the guys. She has her cute red dress on. She's nervous. She's fully the girl next door. And she goes, I can navigate this on my own. And then when Caitlin and Tasha approached, she was shocked. She had tears. She was so happy. And they said, you're a desert gem. And she started shaking. And then she, they said, you are not alone. And that they were just so cute. And she said, do you have any top two things to say? And um, Caitlin said, don't rule out anybody. Um, and the, somebody, Tasha was saying how her pick wasn't even the guy that she like even noticed on the first night. And um, they asked, she said she was going to kiss night one. She has a serious side, but she needs a grown-ass man. Before we get to uh-huh. the limo, we'll take a little break before the limo things. Anything else that you guys <laughs> want to say about the, sort of the opening ceremony? Doug Benson. Um, well, I had something ready to go, but that's what happens. And uh, <laughs> you, you said a lot there. What was the very first point that you made in that long thing? Okay, we have uh, the Trey, the harmonica player, Greg, the youngest of four. And uh, she thinks she's alone in her red dress. And yeah, like, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, we all We all really believe that she was hired to be the bachelorette and was told, don't worry about who's going to be hosting, whether it's Chris or somebody else. Don't read the papers. Don't know anything about who the hosts are going to be so we could surprise you I know. outside. You know what I mean? It, it felt super stagey. I bought it for a second when she teared up until she said, oh, should we go inside for a chat? Like, Same here. Yeah. Once she yeah, said it was very that. Stagey. And, and she also used the words. They didn't say, oh, you're the new host. They said, oh, so who's going to help me? Oh, you're here to help me. Like they're guides now more than hosts. Right, because they didn't get the permanent position. You're absolutely right. Aaron Foley, did you notice that? Not really. Um, I, 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 I didn't have my glasses on, maybe. Um, I, I was just, uh, you know, I'm, I just, I... I just can't get over her. Caitlin to me was so beautiful. So and, beautiful. and so beautiful. When it just, I just was looking at her face for that first five minutes because mm. it's heartbreaking. Women are beautiful. Then they start filling. And then all of a sudden you're like, what just happened? Like she's so naturally beautiful. And so I was staring at her face. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Wondering what, what, what happened, but also very excited for the lady power. Three ladies. That's awesome. I would love all of us to just stuff our faces with filler for like one episode and just show up and just (laughs) see like what would Rob look like with really (laughs) plumped lips. If Rob had like really bee stung lips and like big new cheekbones. Yeah, the big head. Doug Doug Benson. Doug Benson with some plumping. That would be amazing. (laughs) Um, Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about the limo arrival and like this, the cocktail party. We'll be right back. Oh, bone zone. Time for the bone zone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, 
Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to, this is just like every episode is like this. Here's some music from Bachelor Australia. Go. Before we continue, can I just, I think I need to say something. Are there monsters and ghosts? It's a rose ceremony. Is it in a haunted house? No. It's a rose ceremony. And then that was, and then some of them are like beep, 
yeah, here I have another example. Here's the Jamie music where there, there's one guy who everyone just makes fun of, so they just really go in on him. But here we go. I'm Jamie, and I'm from Angie Season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> you know me as the stage five cleaner. I'll do anything to make sure that I'm the guy who walks away with Angie at the end of this. The fire in the belly, it's brewing. I just feel like running. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want to watch his no. story. It is, it's so fun. It's its own insane ride. Oh it sounded <laughs> like a Blumhouse film. That was crazy. And you just get you just picture somebody high as a fucking kite and be like, "That yes. seems good." I'm gonna go. That's a, that feels like the right vibe to set for this rose ceremony. <laughs> Doug, Doug, did you do the soundtrack for? Doug, you, Doug I didn't know you were a composer. <laughs> oh, you know, I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here we go. First up, out of the gate, much to my surprise. Thomas was absolutely adorable, right? First one out, the real estate developer. He was cute. He was tall. He was handsome. He seemed nice and nervous. Katie liked him. I know Lori, our our historian, liked him. Katie, what did you like about Thomas? He just seemed like really cool and kind of normal and low key. He wasn't trying too hard. And I always like it when they don't try too hard. But yeah, he was just like super cute. I also can't tell if she's like really short and really tiny or he was just very tall but he had a really nice body too yeah he's just very good looking nice guy i think she's pretty tiny she's five um, one um five one. He, oh wow so I, I, just have, made, I just made that up but i think oh. she's tiny i would aaron, think so aaron is the next one up he was the he was cute until he said people say i have a nice smile but i can't stop smiling you can't say that about yourself uh, Aaron Foley, what did you think about um, this dude? Well, he just he He's just got worse every minute uh, it went he on. Awful. He just got worse. Yeah. And then I have a question for you later. I just thought, did I miss something? The fight later. We'll get to that. We'll I, get I to his fight. Who do I text? It had to have happened. Someone? It had to have happened during like lockdown at the Ramada, like like while they were like quarantining. Something had to happen at like the Ramada buffet or whatever. So then we have the district attorney who didn't. Did he get cut? Did he get? Did he make the cut? The he district made attorney? It. Yeah, he made, he the did. Cut. He made it. Yeah. yeah, he did. He wasn't as awful out of yeah. the gate as we thought he right. would be. Although the magician was, which we'll get to. Um, so then we have uh, uh, Michael, who was sweet and dorky. He gave the family heirloom 200-year-old watch. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I bought it at the airport. Uh, Rob, what did you think of that? Um, yeah, it was fine. It just it was it, it was a waste of sixty seconds. It, just... it felt like they did less crazy entrances than they do in Calabasas. Like I feel like people couldn't travel with their prop comedy this right. time as much. Like, or... I, I I really enjoyed the guys that didn't have anything. Yeah, just everything. Me I was that, was that was great. I was like, those were the guys where I was like, okay, I like that guy. I don't trust someone who comes in in a an old like buggy. Right. No well, reason. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the guy with the British accent showed up with the buggy. No. Oh, uh-uh. yeah, there we go. Uh-uh. Next yeah. up, we have the truck. And then 
I have to say, if you're going to come in a vehicle, I'm not mad at a ball pit of in a truck flatbed because that appeals to me. Like, I like a ball <laughs> pit. And I would actually like the – and I was like, oh, you could put a ball pit anywhere that excited my brain. Like, that's the kind of thing I like. <laughs> <laughs> and but but he was like here I have a ball for you I'm glad he said he didn't do like a ball like a sex like some kind of a ball joke um, oh he did did he oh yeah he, he said ball over and ball ball balls over and over again right the whole activity was a sex joke I guess I missed he it. even said he was he was even like you know we know you're sex positive so you don't have a problem with all these balls <laughs> I, guess like, I guess you're right. I mean, and he was like, hold on quick, hold my dick before we get in the back of the truck. And then he was like, I need a cup of tea. Let me just get to get this tea bag for you. And then I'll, and then I'll just try to get up on the on the truck. I have to say. It's a pickup truck. Get it? It's a dating show. Oh. He showed up in a pickup truck. It felt like, it felt like her being sex positive really unleashed the gross. Like it was just like a gross. Like, oh, I can be just as gross and slithery as I want to be, like, in the opening ceremony. Then yeah. we have uh, – she was freezing, by the way. Yes. That's why it's funny me. that they're like, oh, you're shaking because we're here because Tasha's here. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, it's fucking freezing out here. I've been out here for hours. It's yeah. in the middle of the winter. Like, you're near, like, the Taos Ski Resort. Like, you're in Albuquerque. Albuquerque gets cold. Cold uh, at night. Cold. Yeah. The desert at night. You're in Albuquerque. Erin oh. Foley. Well, I was just going to say, it was, like, it was like she was doing an impression of Tom Hanks at the inauguration where we just kept screaming, get Tom Hanks a coat. I don't yeah, know if you Tom remember Hanks. that. I was like, get her a coat. Yeah. She's going to die of scurvy yeah. or whatever that <laughs> scurvy. She's going to get the first scurvy. Guy who- the first guy who says you seem cold and gives her his coat would win would probably win the whole yes, thing. Yes. But the producers producers are run in and go, We can't admit that it's cold out. Right. We can't we, talk about it being cold out. They never mention it. It was cold. And <laughs> so then we have by the way, I feel like every single person picked this guy as their creeper, and he was. Gabriel <laughs> the magician. And he goes, the grossest Oh, he's thing. the hugger? He goes, I'll show you my favorite hug. You want oh, it's so nice because after quarantine, I've hugged. This is such like a dirty, like, this is how I trick him. That I'll show molesting. you my favorite yeah. hug. And he goes, one, two, three, inhale, exhale. And yeah. she looked so grossed out. I feel yeah. like all uh-huh. of America was like, ugh. But then she was like into him looking at him to Tasha and Caitlin, but she yeah. did cut him. Rob Benedict, talk yeah. to me. Okay. First of all, he looked like Topher Grace. To yes. me, he looked like yes. a creepy Topher Grace. Yeah. The hug was wrong. It was like, it was. Yes. That honestly, the show is wrong in so many ways, but that, that, that was a moment where I was like, I'm not okay with it. I did not like that. I'm not hug. okay with it. But then, and it seemed like she was trying to get out of it, get out of the hug. But then she turns and she like thumbs up and they're like, oh, she likes that one. Like she kept doing that with like, it was weird. Not that there was a guy in a clown outfit, but if there was, she would have been like, I, mean, wonder, I didn't understand. Like, as a late, sometimes I get nervous when things like I think I'm also always so stunned when something weird happens that I go and like autopilot and kind of I can overcompensate and nervous. I could see myself nervously doing uh-huh. that to try to regulate. Like, did that just happen? Do I feel weird? Like, because she still probably has like 18 guys to go, you know, so I can see some fucked up side of me that fight or flight, like just trying to get through it, like 
just trying to make something okay that was probably not quite okay, Paget. That's exactly what I thought. And it felt like it felt like that thumbs up afterwards was almost like a I'm okay. To the women, like, it's okay, it's okay, yeah. it's all right. Let's just which is, you know, it, right. There there are, are shades of creeper men getting away with stuff because yeah. a lot of women are raised with the just be nice and make it okay and don't embarrass anyone. Sure. You know, but he was trying to swap pheromones. Like it definitely felt. It was so gross. Unusual and grabby. I would have had a delayed reaction like her. I would have fully left my body. I would just speak for myself. I would, I don't know if she did. I would have been nervous, nervous. I would have overcompensated. I would have given Uh you guys a thumbs up because I would have been so overwhelmed like did that creep really do that like i, I would have just a little bit of maniac given a thumbs up going afterwards like i didn't like that like two hours later like that it wouldn't have been great um then Wait, Arden, ha- can i say something real quick yes dr b what if she was just turning to look around just so she remembered him in case she needed to pick him out of a lineup later oh Sometimes you want to remember people like that. Where you're also like, to remember, mm-hmm. I don't want, I want to, to cut pick that guy. guy. Yeah. I want yeah. to cut that guy. That was weird. Maybe. The oh, only yeah. smart. Yeah. And he was. That's code. This so. is code for this guy's the first yeah. out. First one to look out for. <laughs> Double thumbs up is he's definitely getting cut, you guys. Don't worry. He's out. <laughs> then shows the jalopy that Rob is freaked out by. And you know what? With a fake British accent and a jalopy, Andrew... Andrew's starting at a deficit for me. And and then she was like, yeah, I don't think that's real. And he's like, oh, well, my Brit- I am from Chicago, but my British accent is a big part of me. Doug Benson, how long do you wait to tell women that your fake British accent is a big part of you? <laughs> Um, you know, it's, uh, it's weird how long they won't notice that I'm doing it and that it's important to me, um, but I'll just let it go. Like my current relationship, I, we haven't discussed it yet, but, um, she thinks you're from Brighton. <laughs> yeah. The beach. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't get it. Um, then we have uh, Brandon showed up on a moped with crazy hair. He, he got cut, right? This guy, he, he, he had to go. He yeah. Definitely. This oh, every yeah. time, every time yeah. they cut to him, his hair was in his eye. Like he's, yeah. uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> he's like Dave Navarro a bit. Yes. He was yes. like Dave Navarro. Yeah. They didn't, yes. we didn't even get enough bad air time with him either. No, they, they, show him, air- yeah, they show him, uh, too little, too late. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he got well, a lot of looks in the Rose ceremony, but but also yeah. he's the guy that likes the occasional rave. <laughs> of course, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. that tracks. that scans, yeah. <laughs> well, then we have co- yes, yes, Eric Foley. Well, no, I was going to say, well, then we know his purpose, so we could have done the occasional rave on Friday. So I mean, we already we have Doug. Him. We have we Doug soundtrack yeah, really for, the, for the. Well, this is a. Uh, this is Kyle who was cute and then until he goes, I have a brief and he pulled out his ripped up jock strap. What? Yeah. That was tough. He I'm gonna just say he was manipulated by producers, but he agreed to it. Aaron Foley, 
Why did you tell him to rip a, rip up a jock strap and pull it out of his pocket? Again, these were last. I faxed over some last minute pitches, and I, I think with all the confusion of Chris Harrison coming or going, they were like, "Let's do the jock strap." You know, after the jock strap, I it, there was an asterisk. Scroll down. Don't do this. And yeah. um, they didn't. They didn't see it. And he, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big um, bye first night. I see a jock strap any night. All right. So then this is the one that I need to discuss. I need to discuss, and we can talk about his entire arc. We thought Jeff was going to sound like Joe Pesci, the surgical yeah, skin yeah. salesman. I have, they were so heavy handed with their <clears throat> producer plant. Here's this oh. guy. He shows up, he's a surgical skin salesman. Then he shows up in his RV, a disgusting, dirty old RV. He's like, I can't wait for you to see it. It's been well lived in. It has dirty caftans. And then he's like, I'm not going to. And then they tell him to be as creepy as he can. Like, I'm not going to get you. Basically, like, don't worry. I'm not going to, like, slip something in your drink and bring it and bring it to the bedroom. And then they have him chomping on celery. Like, <laughs> did they just not have enough people apply to be on this? He's so clearly fake. This is not a real person. Doug Benson, anything you need to say. I'm just snacking on some celery just to, <laughs> just to, to illustrate that they turn that celery noise way up. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be that loud with it. Yeah. Did, did you yeah. have to go buy celery before the they podcast today? Did she buy? Yeah. Did you already have it at your house or did you actually like pink dot some celery? No. They put a little couple little pieces of celery in with your uh, food when you Very order good. from Veggie Grill. Oh, there oh okay, you go. Great. Okay, great. <laughs> Aaron Foley. Why I did... was so excited for Rob to I know Rob the accent the whole I time. I'm chips. like, this is Rob's guy. I know. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get all this fun Rob yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah. Rob, let's give us your arc of him last night. So well, this is your R V if you can in your accent. Well, yeah. Uh it should have been. It should have been, yeah, this is just my R V over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey, and uh, and job. What is your profession? I, I sell skin. You know, any kind <laughs> yeah, of skin. You How you like your skin? Wrinkly skin, smooth skin. Great. Okay. Great. So, and then, so you live in the <laughs> RV? Yeah, I live here. These, these are my these are my calf cans. That's my celery collection. <laughs> and then it was so fake. And then yeah, and then they added the celery in post. But he didn't talk like that, which really bummed me out. I really wanted him to talk like well, that was so like, bad. Talk like Rob. Yeah, why are you talking like Rob? Ice tea. I was so creeped out by the yeah, ice tea. tea. Ice yeah. tea, and basically going, "Don't worry, I'm not drugging you." Like he said, "Don't worry, it's I'm just not- iced tea." I don't worry. It's just iced tea. I won't yeah. bring you to the back bedroom. It's like, because okay, you just Cosby, said that- where's the exit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Paget, you've watched this for a long time. Have you ever seen such an obvious plant? Um, I actually, because of COVID, at first believed that the guy drove his own RV to New Mexico, hoping oh. to finagle a few quarantine days off. But it's not even roadworthy. It only had one front headlight. And that was after the celery sounds. And that's when I knew. Are you serious? There was, only, so there was a light out. They had a it light out. It only had one headlight. The other, he- the it. right headlight was out. 
Wow. wow. This is yeah. why you're a detective. Yeah, this exactly. is why you got hired as both. Exactly. This is why you're a method detective She's from Criminal Minds. I am in awe. I'm always in awe, but I'm really, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to keep She is a detective. She is fully yeah. a legit sleuth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sleuth. She's a sleuth. <laughs> She's sleuthing. Um, so then I was, you know, we were all like, I, I literally like, I felt like my adrenaline got excited when finally the surgical, I've been waiting for surgical skin. Here he is. It was too much. Like if he just walked up and was like, I just like in like a jean tuxedo and like, you know, I I saw surgical skin. I live with my family. Like (laughs) that would have been so much better than driving up in the largest RV known to man. Um, well then came the wheeling in of the box, the human, the box. Who's in the box? James is in the box. Come find me later. I'll be in the box. I have a question about the box. Yes, Rob. Do you okay. think at any point it was what? like a speaker in there and he's in the other room talking through it? Or do you think he was actually in that box the whole time? I think there are enough of masochists that I think he was in the box in the and box. they were in no hurry to remind her to go to back to the box. Like, like you, I think if you're yeah. the guy that gets talked into being in the box in a three piece tight three piece suit, yeah, where everybody's sweating inside, okay, so yeah. everybody's sweating. You're in a wool tight three piece suit <laughs> in a box, <laughs> and you've been abandoned. Doug Benson, how did you feel when you were in that box? Well, you know, it didn't. Uh, his hair didn't get messed up. Because no. it was that slick back style. Yeah. It just stayed slick back and wet the whole time he like was in gangster. there. Like a gangster. Like a gangster. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see him if that's like his real hairstyle because it's not a great one anyway. And 1920s then, gangster. <laughs> yeah. But also I just around where I live, you know, we enjoy the Friends program. So there's a lot of jokes about Chandler being in the box. Okay. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that you love Friends. I love that. You know what? So, Friends uh, is a great show. Does that even cross Paget Brewster's mind, or do you I even didn't, think about it? I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about them being in the box from the Were Chandler because I was the girl friend that got him put in the box. Oh, okay. when I was on, yeah, the she yeah. had to talk through the box just like people on the show last night. Uh, Three of us have I, been on Friends. Me, Doug, yeah. and Paget have all wow. been on Friends. Yeah, crazy. Um, I, One I with more impact was, than the other. <laughs> True story. Well, we, Doug, I Doug had the most impact. Screenshots of Doug's. I loved Doug over it. I need to. Did you guys the see the reunion? Which I one did. was I? I was. Well, yeah. In, which one were you? I was in the last season. I was in the Sean Penn episode. I was the main. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, it's fun. Oh. And just know that when I rehearsed that uh, I in real life, in my chunky early aught Steve Madden boot, I accidentally kicked Courtney Cox in the face during rehearsal. <laughs> I remember was looking at my that. snooch. Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. In real life, I literally kicked her like square in the face with my oh. chunky Steve Madden boot. And there was a moment where Courtney Cox was like... Thankfully, I'd like been very sweet earlier in the day and been like, you're so great at physical comedy. You know, like I'd laid it on thick and she spared me. And for that, she'll always be my favorite friend. Wow. Because I really kicked her in the face with the early aught, like chunky boot. <laughs> anyway. I was, uh, I was at the reunion. Oh. Were you? you yeah, were? I played the, yeah, I played the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> you were amazing. That was you were me. Amazing. That was me just... You were amazing. Hey, hey, friends, dance around and clap. 
<laughs> I would have made so much money. That would have made it so much better if you were playing the fountain. Mm-hmm. Just in the how fountain annoying. the whole time. How, how annoying are all the friends? Hey, guys, you know what would be fun? Let's go down to a fountain with umbrellas and dance in it. Yeah. And they're like, okay. like what There's no... There's no boombox or anything like they're mm-hmm. just dancing around to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, yeah. That would be, that would be not <laughs> who you want to hang out with. Uh, so then we have the zipper salesman. Which one is that? He's the one that showed up oh. with the fucking blow. Not only are you a zipper salesman, oh, he shows up with a blow. blow, blow up doll. Up doll. And so what he was trying to go say was what she said during the pandemic, like, this this thing has been my support system. I want you to meet it. Ha, ha, ha. Here's my vibrator. So he's like, ha, ha, ha. Um, as somebody pointed out, at least it didn't have a hole in its mouth. The mouth, yeah. But it was, it was still – he was too gross to pull it off. I didn't like it. Yeah. It, again, it was the, like, you're sex positive. Yeah. There's my blow-up doll. <laughs> also, he just he- – he acted the hell out of like I've been intimate with this person, and I, you know, yeah. like he made he really built it up in a way that's like uh, it's just not the payoff's not fun enough. No, it's and such she, a it's such an awkward thing. Aaron Foley, what did you think of his delivery of your best line of the, that you faxed in? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, first of all, um, you just do your best impression of just like a, a shitty straight version of Colton, you know, just um, come in hot with a blow up doll and try to be uh, try to be a creeper. Yeah. You, you know, my pitch was this. <laughs> Talk about it. You come out and you go, oh, you know, it's been a hard year and a half. I've had developed such, you know, I've just this wonderful relationship, blah, blah, blah. You go in the limo and you pull out a real cat. I mean, yeah, I was looking for an animal. I thought it was going to be a puppy. That's what I thought. I had a puppy. Yeah, I, I, over the last year and a half, I've gotten this companion, and he walks out with a new puppy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, a you brand new puppy, dog. like a three-day-old yeah. puppy. They said yeah. they didn't get that fax. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> But then we have, and I don't know this person's name because they didn't put the names up as often as I wanted. The painter, I was so grossed out with. I would stroke and stroke it and stroke it out. My paintbrush, Justin. Justin, I was grossed out. I didn't like it. I didn't like, I was grossed out by Justin talking. I'm going to stroke it out. Yeah. Paget, how did you feel about stroke it out? You grew up in a sex positive household. Were you as grossed up as I, I was growing up with people who never shook hands in front of me? <laughs> um, I thought first, actually, when we first saw him, I thought he was a pretty talented painter. Yes. I thought, oh, I don't think I could do that. And I, I, I went, I failed out of Parsons School of Design. Great. So I was impressed to begin with. But then that to me was way too far. Yep. That, that stroke. And I know they're trying to make her laugh and they're trying to say, hey, I support you and I can talk dirty. But that was, that was really taking advantage of not the as situation. Gross, it was not, gross. Not as gross as Courtney, who went on and on and said, I would come to the right con. Conclusion oh, that, that my tongue can go on for hours. No. He said that. No. Gross. It was no. so inappropriate. No. I was so mm-hmm. grossed out. Doug, why did you say that? <laughs> why, why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> it was so gross. Courtney. Oh my God. Courtney. Yeah. Courtney. 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 Were you as grossed out as all the gals were, Doug? Because that was gross. But what did he say? He said, like something 
but it wasn't even a real word. He said, I'm, I'm Courtney like quirky instead of quirky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Courtney like quirky. And I'm come quirky to- like quirky. What? I'm quirky like quirky, and I've come to the right conclusion that my tongue can go on for hours. Dr. Banana, if somebody said that to you, what would you do to quirky like quirky? Mm, I don't know. I did think he missed a great opportunity to bring in QAnon. QAnon, oh. <laughs> <laughs> say it. But he didn't. So honestly, it didn't work for me. Oh God! Pizza shop pedophilia. Pizza shop pedophilia. <laughs> QAnon, Courtney. I'm quirky. I'm Courtney, like QAnon. <laughs> I'm quirky, like QAnon. Um, then we have the cat. Here comes Connor, who at first was cute on the. I'll give him the beginning of the night was cute. Uh, the landing. So this part of the evening, just right on the outside limo exit, I was okay with him. He was a cat. He did his research. He knew that she loved her cat. Um, and then she said, I think I'm in love. He was the teacher. He was re- So he gave good limo exit. Paget. what did you think of Connor, who was my pick to win it? Uh, uh, I thought it was cute this part of the evening. I, I agree, and I did find I, he was very good up front, and I and I liked his ukulele. Even that in the bathtub, I didn't even think that through that he teaches eighth graders. And but then when he was pawing the door, I found that a little cloying yes. to make one of the other guys let him in. That kind of bugged me a little bit. But I'm so invested in the gamble of having chosen our three guys that I will I will probably say anything to make sure Michael, David, and Connor B are there at the end. If yeah. I can sway any viewer, yeah. I want to win this. But hes he, I think he's going to be the, the third. Okay. Well, he, he was Not the winner. one that – I think he's also – I don't know. Well, I will, okay. We'll get there <laughs> at the end. So then we go in and she – we go inside for the cocktail party. The box is there sweating his balls off. And um, she likes Connor the cat and they do a speech. Did you notice the audio? Somebody hands her like a scotch glass or whiskey. Yes. And the ice clinking. Yeah. I feel like the budget on her season, just looking at her ad campaign, which is all built around like a vibrator. It's like, what's the buzz around? Like Katie's leaning forward. I feel that they – are kind of throwing away this season. I feel like this is not the budget is not the same, Katie. Yeah. Well, we uh, somebody had written in or said something about how maybe it's not the budget isn't, isn't as high because they have to split it between two bachelorette seasons now. But also, we now know that they gave Chris Harrison a ton of money to shut up Eight. and leave. But he, but did he just get that? Like, I when did know. that just get? I'm sure up? if the, if it came out, <laughs> when in is the he going to get the check? If, yeah. it, if it was reported in the last couple of days, this was done weeks ago. Yeah, because he wasn't even listed but, as a producer on this episode. I looked but, I looked at it. Okay. But they started shooting this show months ago. Yeah. Months so, ago. They definitely – they are phoning it in, I think, financially on this one. Aaron Foley. Uh, I, I think the budget's $10. Uh, the men <laughs> reflect it. Um, I yeah. think she got a C-minus squad. I think they gave her like a – B minus rating already. I think they're just trying to get this through. Yeah. Lady power and get to the gold medal, Michelle. It, to me, like it, Sarah, who I've roped in, my partner, 
she she watches it like one eye open, one eye, and she literally took the look at the guys and she's like, "Oh my god, they are not attractive." <laughs> like oh, okay. I, I just I just feel like they've really. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a regular. The guys always grow on me during the season. Doug Benson. Um, here's my theory. I think that you generally drink a lot of champagne and wine and beer on that show because of the non-clinking ice in the glasses. And that's why we're not used to it. And it happened in that scene. And then later in the show, she's back to champagne. But my guess is she's just somebody that doesn't want to sit around drinking champagne all day. So she asks, asks for a mixed drink. And then a guy, when she's got a champagne, one of the guys she's talking to, his drink is really loud. So I think they just were off their game in terms of like they were just giving them cocktails instead of just insisting that they drink the iceless beverages. They've lost Elon. Chris Harrison's gone. They, yeah, they nobody's got their eye on the ball. And so the ice is they're, clinking. They're, they're busy fighting with Chris Harrison going are they going to say that we panicked and buried that body in the desert? Like they're trying to like, how much, okay, give him what he wants. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. whatever, like he has on them. They're like, wait, remember that time that we did that in Vegas? They're like, okay, just give it to him. Just give it to him. It's a JV uh, squad. It's a JV squad. Katie even tweeted about, uh, she said that she should have given the first impression rose to the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Benedict, I see you leaning forward. Are you saying that the ice in the glass was because because they couldn't afford? It was straight? so loud. That was the first theory, but I, my theory is that it's just they just bad sound to people drinking. They try to get them to not drink cocktails to avoid that. Some mm-hmm. new crew maybe in Alabama. His theory is that, they, that right. they're like they're so busy fighting Chris Harrison that it's like they're distra- The crew is just distra- the whole time they're sort of <laughs> filming this. They're fighting what Chris Harrison is right, like. Right, I right. know this. You cheated on your wife with that. <laughs> right. Remember when that person like fell off a bridge and we like paid them off and <laughs> you know they're like we remember that contestant we may have killed in the desert. Like it's like all that stuff. That they're like okay, how much does he want? Okay, we'll give him offer him four million. They're like okay, up to seven million. Like. It's okay, like that intern that you did this to. It's, I mean, it's twenty yeah. years. Who gives a fuck if the ice is clanking? This guy knows where four bodies are under the bridge in Tel Aviv. No, it's literally that. Remember that yeah. time you remember that joke you made about this contestant? I mean, remember like the text? You hear about these screen grabs of text about people's bodies or whatever? Like, think about twenty years starting in two thousand of oh. bachelor misconduct that he could prove with texts and emails oh, and photos. Man. Think about it. Wow. I'm, I'm sure, sure the first signed- ten seasons were pro slavery. We, we've got to we've got to erase <laughs> yeah, well. that. Yes, Paget. I'm I'm pretty sure what he told his lawyer and what his lawyer threatened ABC with was other people's behavior, not anything Chris Harrison did. No, I that's think what it I'm was saying. Chris knows. Oh, okay, great. So yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. No, all, no, no, like, no. They're fighting very... Chris Harrison, yeah. saying, "I know this about you, I Mike Flights. I know this about you, like person that yeah. runs this. How about you, Booker, that did this? How about you, yeah. editor? Like, I think he's and fighting I bet, everyone." Yeah. I bet he signed a non-disclosure agreement. He probably can't write a book, and that was part of the money. Sure, though they bought because silence. otherwise he he can. That's how he got eight figures. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. This is him threatening them. Not that's how. This, I think that they've been nervous. Okay. Anyway, so Three then years. she talks to the football player um, about the accent. So then she did a toast with a bad accent. Oh, that was bad. Rob, talk that to me. That was super bad. Her accent was even worse. Her accent was like me having just watched Mary Poppins for the yeah, first time. Totally. 
<laughs> it was terrible. Cheerio. Cheerio. He was a toast to the boy who came from Vino, and he wants to... <laughs> To, to love. I oh, love yeah. cats and also I'm six positive to love. <laughs> six positive. So then um, <laughs> we have Thomas, back to the guy that was the first guy. He's really tall. He's super nervous. And he's like, I'm smiling a lot. I'm so impressed by you. If I keep smiling, next time you see me, I'm still going to be smiling. Um I don't think he – it's almost like when people are too nervous and mm. too sweet, they're not going to win, but he'll probably get far enough that he can get to paradise. Aaron Foley, what did you think of Thomas? I, I mean, the amount of sweat, that was I felt bad for him. It was pouring off. It was like, you know, yeah. the best slapstick comedy when in airplane when, you know, they're going like this in the – and, you know, the <laughs> <Yeah>. sweat. <laughs> it's yeah. just like my favorite scene in any movie. Um, uh-huh. So I was like, just cut away to her and give him a towel. Towel him down. Yeah. You know, he yeah. seemed really sweet, but Jesus. Speaking of sweat, Christian called it out. Christian was yeah. the guy with the Boston, Boston accent. He was like, I'm sweating, sweating. over here. There's so many sweating He was people. really cute. He was like – I'm having a wicked pissa, and he's <laughs> he's the one who loves parades and dreams of driving the Batmobile. I kind of enjoy Christian and his Boston accent. I'd like more Christian airtime. I love him now. Being from next, I grew up outside of Boston in Concord, Massachusetts, and I, and I love him. I love him. Now Tyler I love it. Cute. I, oh, yeah. too, I really enjoyed but, him. But during Katie. the rose ceremony, he was the one that kept being like, if she doesn't give me the rose, I, I'm going to be so upset. Wasn't that him? Was, was it? it? Yeah. He, it was like, so. he was like saying he was, it yeah. to himself. He kept being like, I can't believe she'd give him the rose and not me. Like he was like really what? upset. And I mean, I know that they like goat them into talking like that, you know, during their confessional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was like genuinely upset during the rose ceremony that he wasn't oh, getting no. a rose. And I found that Uh-oh. to be a little like, Ooh, what's that? You know? Red flag, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, noted. Then we had Marty, who Aaron Foley had her little note about with the dancer with the hanging earring. And I had to agree with you. And he pulled out his bag of crystals. And he was like, and this oh, is yeah. my saladite. And this is my, this is my, this is my black uh, py- pyron. And this is my uh, zeldite. This is my quarry. And this is my, yeah, that was like. Courtney. Oh. This is my quirky and my quirky. Don't show them the menagerie. As I mentioned before, I do have my glass animal collection. <laughs> oh, he's so he, he, precious. He showed, he showed his menagerie. Yeah, he, he showed, showed his menagerie. menagerie. <laughs> Nothing good happens when you show the menagerie. You, you got to hide the menagerie. You got to hide it until at least hide, date six. And then date the six, you can mention the menagerie. And then maybe you show it date eight, your menagerie. The uh, the earring was enough of a menagerie. Yeah. You know? um, we didn't need more menagerie. As no. I mentioned before, I do have a cat that has thumbs, mittens. She's the fine one. <laughs> Meow's really the artist of the family. She grooms me at night when I sleep. I don't mention that like hour one when I meet right. people. That's date eight. Oh, God. That's that's day day. That's for yeah. that's. I don't know. I haven't been on the market in so long. I'm probably not going to be meow. Can mitten meow's really more of the sensitive one. Even though mittens is small, she's more of the thought. Like she's a bully. She could stand up. 
Who's <laughs> my protector? She's my sister, wife, mother, cat. My mom. Uh, can we get the check? Uh... <laughs> anyway, Meow really worries for me. We watch Below Deck together. She loves Captain Sandy more than Captain Lee. <laughs> You gotta hide You're your gonna bag kill of it in the wild. You're gonna kill it. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta hide your bag of stones. Please put all that in your bio. Meow, meow. Sometimes braids my hair if I have a big audition in the morning, <laughs> and mittens contours my face with those little thumbs. Okay, so then we have. <laughs> so no, I don't live alone. No, I'm not alone. <laughs> I mean. Technically, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Not with my two sister cat wife friend aunts. <laughs> no, Mittens and Meow Meow Marine. Anyway, then we have Greg, who's the youngest of four. And he was like, my niece has a, I, I, my niece is a very famous jewelry designer. There's a long waiting list. Normally you don't give a gift on the first date, but I, I made it. I got one and it's a pasta necklace. Uh, and, uh, and she loved it. Aaron Foley. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I thought it was absolutely adorable and charming. And I was like, I wanted them to be together forever in the show to end and them to walk off. I was looking at him. I'm like, you're either completely authentic and totally legitimate or you're a really good player. I can't decide. I Remind was, me which one picture? He was the one that he got the first impression rose. Um, he presented... Right. He seemed very sweet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Youngest but I was trying to picture, I was trying to picture like an ex-girlfriend of his, like being like, don't fall for the pasta necklace watching at home. I don't know. I don't know. He's either the real deal. I couldn't decide. Paget, what did you Didn't think? Did she say outside after she met him coming out of the limo, she said, she turned around and she was like, oh, he looks like my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, is that what she said? Yeah, that. that's what she said. She said, that looks like my next boyfriend. Ex, oh, ex boyfriend. Oh, no, she said, she said ex. She said, but then ex. Oh, you're right. You're right. I think she was talking about him when she was saying, I thought I was going to want this big, confident guy that sort of, you yeah. know, ruled the room. It was, yes. and I'm finding that I like these shy guys, and he clearly is what she's attracted to him. And I, I, he's got to be for real. He feels not like he's there. He does not feel like he's there to become an influencer. Like he seems like a no. real yeah. guy. Yeah. Katie, Levine, Dr. Banana, did you guys have any feelings on Greg, who's a marketing sales rep and his biggest pet peeve is slow drivers? Dr. Banana. I thought he was cute for her. I mean, like, I don't think he has the influencer look because he, like, doesn't style his hair. Like, he doesn't have that, like, aesthetic about him. So he felt right. very normal and, like, mm-hmm. I, have I the firefighter that. swoop. Yeah. Katie Levine. I mean, he's he's my number one pick. Okay. I I just like there was something cute and real about him. I kind of felt like she might go for a real guy. Um, like on Instagram, I, I liked him. And then also, I mean, yeah, I liked him. I liked that he was shy. I liked that he was just honest to being like, oh, I'm just really nervous. Like, I thought that was cute. He didn't try to play it off as being cool. He was just like, hey, I'm nervous. This is me. And she really liked it. Obviously. He dreams of seeing LeBron James play basketball in person. Oh, that's him. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, that hurts that gross. Pretty the, easily. the Lakers are gross, but everything else is great. <laughs> Aaron Foley, how do you, do you still feel? Are you still in? Yeah. No, I I really, I think I picked him for the next Bachelor. I don't think I picked him. He was I my number know, three. I was drinking wine. But, uh, my I, number two I'm is gone. Very encouraged. Oh, 
by him. Who's your number two? Um, I can't remember, but Katie can pull him up. Oh, okay. Okay. So then, then we have uh, Trey goes back out to the ball pit of love. It's a truck full of balls, and then the ball jokes and so. But I, I found Trey actually very sweet and cute. I enjoyed their chat. Marcus was my number two, and he's gone. Um, uh, did, what did you guys think of the chat out in the truck? Of the balls. I mean, Katie's got, you know, she's happy to get in in with the balls and said she likes that sort of thing. And, you know, so I guess it, it was a success, right? Yeah. Yes. It wasn't really that great to watch. Like, especially when he popped out, a couple balls flew up into the air. Like, it didn't seem like anything. Like, they shot it from the dumbest angle. Yes. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was weird. First time cameraman. Um, yeah, it's because they were busy fighting Chris Harrison about that one time. They had a they had a, a naked Santa party with the interns. <laughs> yeah, probably in a ball pit. It was probably in a ball pit. Different Santa kind of a ball a pit. pit. Different kind of a ball pit. So then they had um, this grossed me out, Justin. With the the painter was showing, here's my heart rose, the void in the center. And then he just kissed her so fast. Yeah. And she was not into it. Robbie B, talk to me as Bachelor of the Year. You think that's too fast, right? Well, not Bachelor of the Year. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking for love still, right? Yeah. You're the, <laughs> yes. You're the Bachelor of the Year looking for love. What do you um, think? I think that he, yeah, he, he freaked me out a little bit. The, the, um, I agree with Paget. At the beginning, I was like, oh, the, he's actually a really talented painter, right? I can't yes. do that. But mm-hmm. um, but then, yeah, when he's like, oh, there's pillows in the way, and he just, like, went for it. And I was like, did I miss something? Were there yeah. signs there that I missed? No, he just came in real aggro. No, he went in hard and fast and was, like, the first one. We've all – I want to say, I feel like we everybody on this has had somebody plant a kiss on them like that. And you're like, oh, this is happening now? Like, we're kissing now? And there's, like – there's nothing more fun than a first kiss that you want and you've been anticipating and you're excited about and it happens naturally. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than when you're like – like, oh, the, I'm engaging in a kiss that I like, whoa, 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 like what is happening? Like I like I didn't like when it's just too fast. Paget Brewster, what did you think of this kiss? Uh, actually, what I'm realizing talking about this is that and I, I, I don't want to say I feel guilty, but maybe the sex positive mom helped. I several times in my life have been kissed when I wasn't ready to kiss and it wasn't going to happen and and kissed and then gone. No, good for you. But like, that's what you should do. That's what it's condescending right now. No, no, that's what sex positive is. I wish. Would it have been if she had done that? That's what it should be. I I I guess so. But yeah, no, no, no. That's to me. That's what sex positive is to be. Also, be able to say like, I don't want to. Yeah, I wish I could have done that. And how? I mean, it it would have been great if she did that. And also, you know, this guy got a rose. You know what I mean? He gets rewarded for that. Oh. Well, he's better like, than the magician or the creepy skin salesman and the I'm RV. Glad magician didn't, magician and the I'm gonna. I, this is just iced tea. Don't worry. And then yeah. the dancer. Here's my menagerie. I mean, those are the three that right. got cut. I mean, like you know, right. Right. Um, Aaron Foley, your face. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's a really good point because only three could leave and, you know, 27 could have gotten cut immediately, you know, but that's every season. You know what I mean? Like it takes so long. You're like, there's, there's, there's always about like, 
maybe seven or eight that need to go immediately, you know, but they don't. Yeah. But they don't. They don't. They don't. So I, I, I do yeah. think his, his face was bigger than her whole body. Also the guy small. that I know we're not, maybe not there yet, but the guy that picked the fight with the other guy, like let's they do both, that right now. Let's do that. What is, I don't understand what happened. It. Okay. Yeah, so we weird. had, so we had, it was Aaron, Aaron, this guy, Pulled aside blow-up doll Cody mm-hmm. and was like, I don't like you, man. I don't like it. Like, none of it. Never did. Him. Yeah. It was, and by did. the way, Aaron became, <laughs> to me, I then officially, for those of you playing along at home, I, I'm going to say that Aaron was drunk on the first night. To me, that behavior equals, because there was nobody um, obviously yes, drunk on the first night. Yeah. So I'm going to give him the title. Of, Definitely. That Definitely. behavior felt a little buzzed, mm-hmm. a little, like, all right, I am emboldened by maybe a couple of clinking glass cocktails. Mm. It's like I never, li- I never liked you. But there's more to that story. It has to be from the quarantine, oh. right, Doug? What do you think it was? I, I mean, in quarantine, they should have not been around each other at all. I would, I would right. think. I think they'd just be in a room and get like you yeah. know food brought to them or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I don't. It just was one of those things where I, you know, I was following along with. Uh, know katie's tweet so i like looked out the phone and i look up and and there's this confrontation happening and they usually ramp up everything for forever before something happens and they usually tease that that's gonna happen and that was just nothing they're both from san diego because i wondered if they knew each other in real life they're both from san diego oh Oh. so i just like yeah Yeah. because i was like i was like they honestly they're acting like they know each other and then she kept both of them she kept cody Uh. like he was like the last one picked like they're setting him up to be the villain well, well, and they're we setting know the up two drama on between one. them yeah we know the two on one yeah aaron foley what do you think the i never liked you was i rewound it i re- i was like oh i Me must too. have i must Same. have missed something yeah and then i was like oh no i hope um i listen i love a good beef i hope there's beef i hope there's san diego whiter than white you know like what you know you got, you got ketchup on my khakis san diego style <laughs> um, but i'm it felt so weird and like what doug was saying they usually set this up since you know 1986 going into the episode so i was like oh no i hope this isn't so jv that they grabbed him and they go say something like you don't like the guy it literally could Don't be like that. It. The crew could be so busy fighting Captain Harrison's lawsuit. They're like, just go start it. Start it. Like, lay the seeds for the two-on-one and three episodes. And we don't have the money for helicopters because it's still quarantine. So we'll just have somebody wheel two bags to the lobby and the, and the like, fist fight in the lobby of the Hyatt where love is made. What's the backstory? We don't have time for a backstory. Exactly. Paget Brewster. Cody's response he seemed so mystified that it 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 made it make less sense to me. Right. Yeah. He at no point said, "I I know that guy," or "I I I it, we it, dated the same girl." Like there was yeah. his response was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. made me feel I like dis- I disagree with you that night. Yeah. I mean, I also didn't like Cody myself that night when he came out with the blow up doll. So I'm not disagreeing with Aaron's opinion, but it made me think Aaron was such a turd with the way he went about it that now I'm not into either of them. Yeah, I have to say that was a weird interaction, but it was even more disturbing is when he went through the the, the room and the, the guys were like, whoa, what's up with that bad end? Or he was just like, Ever relax, we're here to have a good time or whatever bizarre <laughs> yeah. thing was said. Did it. Cody yeah. do that? Was, was that like, Cody or Aaron? No, Aaron. No, Aaron. And I was Aaron. like, ooh. With that big old long oh. beer, he's like holding. 
Well, yeah. then I Aaron was like, party. this is a party. This is a party, isn't it? Oh, I don't yeah. like that. I was like, That's oh, not a guy. He's terrible. a tool. Yeah. I did it. It made me like Trey more. He says, I'm having none of the beef. I'm vegetarian. I yeah. enjoyed I love that. Trey. I'm a huge okay. Trey fan. I, I really like that. I also am a Trey fan. Um, then we get to finally, they're like, uh, hey, I think we're losing a uh, pulse and lifeblood on James in the box. We have to go. Totally. <laughs> you know, did, we forgot about the box. And he's there's not enough oxygen. He's got a straight piece of food. I think they, there's not enough. There's no more sounds coming from the box. So let's just go. So we're going to have two dudes wheel the box into another room. So they're moving the it's box like hair around. gel coming out of the bottom of the box, making a trail like a snail. She's like sliding. He's slithering the snail there. Gel snail, the hair gel snail slither at the box. That's really funny, Anna. There's our image. This hair gel snail snail slither, and he pops out, and he's a super poor man's Bradley Cooper. The smile, <laughs> and they have instant chemistry. Her sex positive chemicals are jangled by that tight three piece suit and the snail gel on the hair and the lower <laughs> lower face smile. I mean, I guess, but like, I was like, okay, like he seems sweet, uh, very slicked hair, not my type, and not, not not at all winded at having been in a box for like. Four or five hours. No way Less that sweaty. dude was in a box the whole time. He came out looking like, you know, know. like on point. Camera ready. But I think yeah. he'd been slicking his hair back. I think he guessed right with his hairdo. I think he was like, I'm going to slick the fuck out of this because I'm going to be in the box and they're going to freak out. He was me. not in the box. You don't he come out no, in a three-piece was- suit after six hours looking like you just stepped out of the bathroom. He, he had- came out and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like but this show has no head. humanity. This show has no humanity. <laughs> they're sticking you in the box. You're staying in the box. until That's what What's fun about it is that they're the worst. They're the worst people <laughs> on earth. So the fun of it is that they're the worst, and you get if you get if you agree to their shenanigrams, you're staying in that freaking box until they let you out. And Chris his, Harrison his has dog proof. food in a sprite. <laughs> Chris Harrison has proof that they've killed another person the first time they tried a box. <laughs> 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 they tried this once during JoJo season, <laughs> and they had to bury that personal trainer in uh, Calabasas. Actually, with the, bo- with the box. With the box. It's buried up we their forgot to put in. We forgot to put in the holes. They had the hole on this <laughs> yeah, one. Exactly. There was a hole. He was for sure in the box. I bet there was a real sweaty undercarriage situation happening. <laughs> There's some real... Uh, Taint tacular, taint misbehaving <laughs> in that three piece suit. That's what taint misbehaving, Anna. <laughs> Full taint misbehaving. He's getting out like a cast member of a misbehaving, like a 1920s gangster. Taint misbehaving, hair slick back. And she was like, I want to get at that slick back, taint misbehaving yeah. hot suit in the box. So then, uh, so then the cat comes back. <laughs> 
the cat comes back and they play. He somehow has unwheeled a piano like big and he's got super pointy shoes like Robbie, like Robbie did when he got out. Anna, you remember when Robbie got out of the limo and he had his super pointy <laughs> elf shoes? They may have been cowboy boots because he's from Nashville trying to be a musician like Jed. Right. They had very pointy shoes and they were playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars and she said, I couldn't stop thinking about you. They're like, And he was like, I watched your season last season. She was like, oh God. She's like, no, you were amazing. You stood up to people. I want I want people. I, I hate bullies. And, the, and then he went in fast for the kiss. He acknowledged that it was rushed. His nose got all over his nose. Went back in for the kiss. I don't know. I wanted them to kiss. I thought he could have kissed. I thought a kiss could have been in that scene if he just played it a little cooler. A better kiss could have happened I, to me. I feel that I wanted them to kiss, and that was not the kiss that I wanted. Dr. Banana, how did you feel about this kiss? I actually thought they're perfect for each other. They're like horse girl and horse boy finally found each other. Like, they were just like, I don't know. When I saw them together, I was like, there we go. Is that a thing? It's horse boy, like cat girl and cat boy, right? Yeah, like it's just like like this. Those kind of like weirdos you grew up with, like they deserve each other, you know. Like they, okay. they, you found they, it's like the two people that are just like quirky and strange, and like they were just playing piano with their feet. You're like, what? Where did that even come from? Like she, she's literally wearing cat ears and her mittens. Like he brought them for her. She loves it. I was like, there you go. These two weirdos like each other, and it works for me. Rob. Yeah, she didn't okay. seem to mind getting all of his, uh, you know. Uh, Cat nose, whisker, makeup all over her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when she realized he's not actually a cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy is a person. <laughs> she thought she was making out with Mr. Pickles and was so disappointed. There goes the first That's impression, Rose. Always... <laughs> I thought you were a cat. God damn it! I don't think. That's, I feel like he had. <laughs> That's why she's always saying, "I got to find my person," because she <laughs> would normally just go with a cat if she was yeah. having an option. <laughs> I was actually confused why he didn't get the first impression, Rose. And that is because she realized he wasn't a cat. Yeah, he he was surprised, too. You could tell he was. Also, she had litter. Did you see that she had litter all over her dress? (laughs) (laughs) That was my detective work. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have she met the single dad. He whips out. He has a dog named Tommy. Her cat's named Tommy. With that photo, he got in the race. The fact that he has a dog named Tommy put him in the race. She's a very much a cat lady. She's all about Tommy. She's sex positive, Tommy positive. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming in hot for Tommy, you come in with a pet named Tommy, you know that this, this is going to say positive. I'm telling you, as the mother of Meow Meow and Men's, this is just the kind of erotica that when you're sex positive that you want to get. And as the lead producer on Taint Misbehaving, that will be Broadway 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Foley, what did you think? About the dad with Tommy. Well, what's his name? I don't is know. That, is, that Mike, is that Michael? I don't oh, know. Michael, okay, Michael. I think I picked this It was Michael. He, I did too. He's nerdy. Oh. He's nerdier looking in real life. I unfortunately think the kid thing is going to be a deal breaker because her reaction. Yeah. I thought you. he's got to wait. You know, listen, I feel like that's a night two or night three reveal. I feel right. like you, you bond that's the menagerie. The animals, that's her menagerie. Then, you know, that's I've, got, menagerie. I've got a four year old and she was like, 
oh yeah maybe uh, or maybe like, not or maybe not yeah. also not rob right. um yes and also um he was so like baby talky you know he's like mm-hmm. i also get the little kid you know it's like he was like talking kind of like he would talk to the kid you know what i mean and i've got a dog tell me <laughs> he was just, like right. cute, cutie boy that's not his dog <laughs> that's not his dog and it's not even named tommy Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, he just probably. got a picture of a dog. He's catfishing her with a dog. Oh, <laughs> he's catfishing her with a dog name. With Someone a, else's with a dog. dog named Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so then, um, you know, she's like, look, you never know. And he's like, I think you'd be an amazing mom. And she's like, uh-huh. Um, and then. After I fuck every guy in this place. <laughs> yeah. And then we have, uh, we get to the rose ceremony. And uh, I was surprised. I thought the cat was going to get, I thought my number one pick, Connor B, was going to get the first impression rose. But no, she gave it to Noodle Necklace. Greg, Noodle Necklace, uh, got, he got uh, the first impression rose. Were you guys surprised? It was weird the way they did it, that like she walked into a room with a bunch of guys and picked up the rose and went to another place where a bunch more guys were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, uh, it was just a complete surprise because you thought the cat or the box. You thought that it was going to be a real Dr. Seuss kind of choice. Yeah, the cat or the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, I, and then she cut the – thank God she cut the creepy magician because he was too creepy to stay. I would have – I could have had more Dave Navarro, Brandon hair. That would have yeah. been a little – I could have done yeah. like three weeks of Brandon. Yeah, mini and Navarro. Then, and then, you know what? I'm actually glad that she cut the human skin salesman because um, he was too fake. Like, if you're going to have a creep, at least let him be, like, real. I don't want a fake one. Um, we're going to take it. Yes, Paget. Page. Oh, did you notice when it was down to the final rose that they showed a guy that we never saw once who yes. only slicked the center of his hair back? Yes, there was a <laughs> few people that. that I've never seen before. Never seen. Never yeah. seen. Yeah, I saw that guy. Okay. When, I was we're gonna, like, because it was late at night, like that hair kind of went like, forward. Or I what? saw that guy. There was a few guys. I'm like, I don't think we even met them, but they're still in. I think. Yes, Doug Benson. Was this the first episode ever where no one steals anyone? Can I steal you away? Never <laughs> happened. No one steals no. anyone. You're right. No one stole there was anyone. One. There was one I noticed. Well, somebody who, who, came who? in, but he didn't use that expression. They don't use that expression. Who who stole, who who stole who stole somebody? I think someone stole uh, her from Carl, the motivational from, speaker. Um, yeah, because yeah, Carl. First of all, Carl. Oh. I'm I'm replacing Hunter's dead bodies with to Carl's dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. that For guy sure. is uh, motivational. Mo- motivational is about character. to blow <laughs> up. Yeah. For sure. Um, I want to say. Wait, which one was Hunter? Which one was Hunter? I'm, oh, right. Oh, he was Hunter, not a Hunter was started blinking a lot and yeah, was yeah, really yeah. upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, killer. yeah. He has a parakeet named Zazu. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our predictions. Oh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A 
story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Overall, again, it's always hard. It's always a bumpy ride getting through the first episode. But I feel like breaking it down with you guys, I'm now invested. I have a little more of an understanding of what's happening. I agree with you is what we said up top. I think she's going to be a fun bachelorette. Um, What are your... Who do you think is going to be the top two winner and top two and winner? I'm going to say I'll go first. Okay, question. Do you guys think Greg, who got the first impression, Rose, do you think he's going to win? Anybody? Well, Katie, first impression, Katie. Rose, usually doesn't win. With the, with the Bachelorette ladies, they do. They do. They go very okay. far. They go uh, very uh, far. Um, yeah. Katie, do you think Greg is going to win? Yeah, I still. I had I had chosen him originally. I still stand by it. I think I think he he could definitely win. I, I think it's going to be close between him and Connor. Um, and then what about the guy in the box? No, no. 
Okay, Doug, who do you think is going to win? What's Boxy's name? Box's name is James. Not James. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's do, let's narrow it down further. I got 30 more to go. Okay, great. Uh, no, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say that Greg, first impression Rose, is going to take it. Okay. Uh, but that runner up is going to be Catman. Okay. Aaron Foley, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to be runner up? I'm going to switch. I, I had Michael Connor be in Trey. And if, and so I would toss out Michael and I, I would say the top three. I'm going to stick with Connor, Trey, and Greg. Um, it's so early to, it just, I think it's, I think right now it's a, a foot race between Catman and Greg. Um, who can handle the drama? Cause I think she's gonna, um, I think she's gonna get into a little, uh, pickle with one of those studs that she wants to bang. And I think that's going to be part of the drama. All right, Dr. Banana, what are your predictions? I think Connor B and Greg are the top. I think well, who's going to win. Who's your winner? You got to pick. I think, uh, Connor B cause Greg looks like he has a meltdown at okay. some point. Potentially, because she's, ba- she's banging a stud. I mean, may- I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but also, I think Mike might get far. The Virgin. Okay. Wow. Wow, that's oh. a bold prediction. I just threw up in my mouth. Um, okay, <laughs> Paget. Um, originally, I had <clears throat> Michael winning. Which one? Michael? Michael's, Michael's the dad. Michael's the dad. I think the he's dad, out. and then so you think the dad is going to win? I think no. I think the dad is out. Okay. I, I don't think I think Michael is, is he, gone. So yeah. I think it's going to be Connor B. I still who's think Catman's going to win. Catman, Catman's going to win, and then the second one will be Greg. And I still like David a lot. David is who? David is. He's yeah, very he's sweet. Cute. Yes. Um, he was on the debate team, which I still think is something she's really going to be into. And he just his favorite band is In Sync. He just right. seems like a sweet, all right guy. All right, Rob, did you make your predictions? I didn't. I, 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 I kind of want to go with what Paget just said, because that makes sense to me. I mean, I think Connor B has the best chance of winning right yep. now, Catman. Yeah, Catman. Um, and second him would be uh, um, the... Uh, Greg? Greg. Yeah, Greg, yeah. Um, all right, Katie. I think, I think Greg is going to win it all, and then I think it will be Connor oh. B. And I also think... I really like Trey and I think he makes it far, but I also, I don't know. I kind of see Justin making it far too. She seemed to she like was, him. Oh, the dirty painter. Yeah. She seemed to like him, but um, no. I really like Trey too. I, I think I like Trey a lot. I, I mean, think he's going to make it far. Yeah. So I think Greg, Connor B, Trey. I think Catman might make it far. I hope he's the real deal and not a little bit of a Jed with dreams of a country Western album. Um, and then I think that uh, Greg is going to freak out because she needs to bone James in the box. Um, Connor V has an album on Spotify and I found it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. Um, will you guys stick around? We're going to do tweet of the week, but first we love all of your reviews. You've given us our reviews. First of all, we really appreciate when you subscribe to us on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. But when you when you review us, it really helps us. You know, I'm on a mission to try to get to 2,000 stars by the end of 2021. We're at 1.3 right now. So here we go. Here's our most recent ones. This is from MBC219. 
five stars. Uh, fave Batch Podcast. Best Bachelor Recap Podcast, hands down. Love Arden and all her guests and regulars. Thank you, NBC. Uh, the next one, five stars from Things and Stuff. Neil Lane, spelled K-N-E-E-L. Five stars, hilarious. Shout out, production staff. Uh, I've always wanted to write a brief defense of Jerry, thinking that Neil Lane was the place where people kneel to propose. When I first started listening a while back, I wasn't social media savvy, and I thought that the mentions of SpawnCon, a.k.a. sponsor content being the way the excantations made money, were referring to some sort of convention for people on a show where the goal was marriage and ultimately babies, Hence, I imagined Spawn Con, as in spawning babies. A smart man I am not. Keep up the great work. Thank you, things and stuff. Anna, would you go to a Spawn Con? Yes, I actually would. If it was free stuff, I'm there. Oh, my God. I love a free stuff. Final one, five stars, some C-C-R-I-D-E-R-R-R. Thank you for all you do. I've been meaning to write this review for years. I'm sorry I'm late. I've been listening every week since Rachel's season, and you all have brought me so much joy. The guests are so funny, but my personal fave is always Erin Fully. Love her. The longer episodes are a gift. Thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping us entertained. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, it is my pleasure. I knew this would not be a short episode because there was so much to discuss opening season. So we appreciate that you guys like them. Here is an email from Michael Pertill. The subject line is love and not sure the producers haven't told me what else to say. Dear Arden, well, I have a lot to say and nothing is pertinent to the Bachelor franchise. First off, I have never, never watched, nor will I watch The Bachelor, but I cannot tell you how much joy your podcast brings me. Anna, don't you love that we have these people? (laughs) It's crazy. Um, (laughs) I was brought here from the carriage house, which is Ask Rana, and it has been a true gift. I have two quick things I want to address. First, as someone with a less than palpable voice, all the haters can go jump. We are working with what we have been given. Truth, Michael. Thank you. uh, secondly, after going into the back catalog, there are times where I'm desperately missing the now-termed production crew. This show is nothing without Katie and Anna Banana Fontana Gondama, her Get It Hosnier, Get It production crew. <laughs> That's you guys, Katie and Anna. What do you think about that? Hell yeah. Thanks for the shout out for the production crew. Hey, production crew. the production crew. Love. (laughs) Finally, thank you. I love the look on my neighbor's face as I laugh wildly. We're all my tractor slashing our block of land. You are everything. P.S. Padgett is my soul sister. 5 p.m. wine messages. You better work, bitch. All my lover, Darcy. Wow, that was a great email. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, you guys can also email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. Now let's go get our tweet of the week. All right. Are you guys ready to do opening season tweet of the week, Katie season 2021? Ready? We've got a lot of new entrants, which was exciting. And if you want to participate at home, uh, you can uh, Monday night before what time, Dr. B? What time do you like to get them by? Ideally before midnight, PST. Midnight Pacific time, Monday nights, okay? And then you just tweet at Arda Marine, M-Y-R-I-N, or Anna Hosnie, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and then do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. You guys ready? I think I have seven entrants. 
This one is from, I think this is a first timer, Jeff Graham at Jeffrey C. Graham, The Real Twist. It was Chris Harrison in the box the whole time. (laughs) 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 That made me laugh. This is also a first timer, I think. Michaela at uh, Michaela uh, DB. Never follow a dick in a box to a second location. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's nice. Also good. <laughs> um, this is also from Michaela at Michaela DB. You know the CGI Dave Navarro contestant has a flat iron adapter in his center console. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. This is from – oh, we never discussed this. So in the coming attractions, stupid Blake shows back up. Mm. The one – the one who was like the Canadian that went crazy that was yelling at – Claire for having bought the book on dementia, like, and he was super. Who's going to be the kind of guy that's like, I heard you were sex positive, so get yeah. a load of this dong. Yeah, no, he and he was like always like <laughs> talking about his dick. Remember, he carved his dick. Really, yeah. Like, oh like a, yeah. Okay, so here we go. This is from Business Raccoon at ABC Madsen. When Blake joins, he better show up with a book about vibrators. <laughs> and then somebody replied, I read the owner's manual for the Frisky Rabbit for her. Like angry because he was angry that he read the uh, oh, right, right. He read the dementia book. Right. Um, this is from You Can Tell Me podcast at You Can Tell Me pod. The cat brought a roll-up piano, and we're sure he's not Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, This is from 3D Dorito, which we already did, but it still made me laugh. Exciting for Connor students that they've now seen him playing ukulele in the bathtub. Yeah, that's really good. Um, This is from Mrs. Wright at Girl Without a Tat. I hope this season lives up to the hype with their vibrator-themed tagline, see what all the buzz is about, because I hate to tune into a whole season and find out it was much a dildo about nothing. (laughs) Oh, nice fun. A dildo about nothing. Um, All right, so here we are. I'm going to nominate. I'm going to nominate the very first one, the Chris Harrison one. Do you like Dave Navarro as the second? I like the flat oh, iron. Oh, with the flat iron? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the yeah. David okay. Navarro one. That's okay. 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 Yeah. So here we go. Here are five, here are narrowing it down to the final two. Jeff Graham at Jeffrey C. Graham, the real twist. It was Chris Harrison in the box the whole time. <laughs> and Michaela and Michaela DB, you know the CGI Dave Navarro contestant has a flat iron adapter in his center <laughs> console. CGI Dave Navarro or Chris Harrison in a box? Aaron Foley. Oh, I'm definitely going flat iron. Okay. Uh, Robbie B. Uh, flat iron Dave Navarro. Okay. For sure. Uh, Paget. I'm going with Chris Harrison in the box. Okay. I'm going to go Chris Harrison in the box. Dougie B. Uh, You know, when Dave Navarro is involved, you vote, you vote Dave Navarro. All right. Katie. Three to two. I'm going Chris Harrison in the box. (gasps) Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Doctor. 
Dr. Banana. Never. Okay, Dr. Banana. The real twist, it was Chris Harrison in the box the whole time. Or, you know the CGI Dave Navarro contestant has a flat iron adapter in his center console. Dr. Banana, drum roll, please, Dr. B. I'm going to go Dave Navarro. Was a close call. Excellent. I, I think this is the first, both times, first times tweeting at us. So just know that we 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 are yeah. open to everybody. Please don't be shy about tweeting. Congratulations, Michaela D E E B E E. You know the CGI Dave Navarro contestant has a flat iron adapter in his center console. Great job, Doug Benson. What would you like to promote? Oh, you know, Doug Loves Movies is my podcast where Arden Marine is a frequent guest. I'll be on are. soon. I just yeah. was on. I'll be on again. You can check yeah. him out. We'll be back soon. So just go. And, and Paget's been on. Rob's been on. So just go uh, find it and go get their episodes because they you, probably are the best ones. You got to have Foley on. She's a queen. Right here, Doug. I yeah. can't believe. I <laughs> right feel here. like you've been on once. Have you been on ever? Uh No. She should come play with me. Well, that's got to happen. Yeah, that's got to happen. I like movies and I'll reach out. I'll reach Uh, out. Okay. Okay. Uh, Aaron Foley, what would you like to promote? My wonderful fave. I love you so much. Um, love you right back. I'd like to say everybody in Rhode Island, go to your book signing. That's July t- yeah. at Wilbur's General Store in Little Compton, Rhode Island. You might need to print out MapQuest because the cell service is shitty once you get to town. <laughs> I okay. have all my Rhode Island friends. I will tell them to go. My brother, um, Albert Marine, and I will be right there by the meat scale. There you go. Um, I'd like to give the um, uh, Women's College Softball World Series a shout out. It's game yes. one right now. People um, need to buy your album, Deep Dive. I, I can say this for you. I laugh my ass off walking around the reservoir. Listen, it's so fucking funny. If, you, if you're not even a person that just like knows much about stand-up, like you want a classic, brilliantly written jokes – performed by an amazing performer you will die laughing in your commute going to before you pick up your kids going on a carpool on a walk it's so funny i cannot recommend it that's adorable by the album thank you um robbie bb uh hi everybody yeah uh i'm on the new season of lucifer that just dropped yeah and um what do you play I play a bad guy. I play like a French mercenary. <laughs> it's like really. Do you have a French <laughs> accent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, and you know, and I'm here on this podcast, and I have my own podcast called Kings of Town. Are you good at French accents? Yeah, I mean, I, I pulled it off. I pulled it off. I, I, I um, yeah, I, I got worked with a like a accent like person because I didn't. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Je Pell Aaron. Have a cat named Nettens who can pluck my eyebrows with your finger and the tweezers. That's exactly how it What do you have uh, promoting? You want to promote, Page? I do. I do. Uh, Saturday, whatever, whatever this coming Saturday is. Not, wait a minute. Not this Saturday. Wait, what's today? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. This Saturday, the Thrilling Adventure Hour is going to be doing a uh, cocktails with the cast that you can buy tickets to at House Seats Live. And we're showing video. We're showing some of our old, terrible work. And we just mock each other. And it's really fun. And then also Disney's Behind the Attraction starts on, I think, on Disney Plus July 16th. 
And thank you, Doug, for finding the article. No one told me that it had been released. Doug Benson sent it this morning. Uh, Dr. Banana, what would you have? Prom- well, we have something fun to promote. Uh, We're just I'm- starting this week. Ellie season on The Bachelorette on Patreon. Uh, Yeah, I'm at Anna Hosni on Twitter, and you can catch our new season we're covering on Patreon for Bachelorette Australia. Well, there's going to be two Bachelorettes. They're They're sisters. sisters. And for anybody that had trouble getting the LE episodes, they're back up. They just got put back up on the Bachelor Archive if you have any issues. I know there was a person that was very upset, and I don't blame you, but they are back up. They had been removed. They're back up. And so email us if you have any problems, Um, and we can help you get on there. Um, Katie Levine. I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And please adopt uh, a dog or cat. Don't forget, you get our fun, cute merch. You saw us wearing it at the podcast live. You just go to our website, rosepodcast.vodka. And uh, we're going to be sending, we're going to next week announce, if you send it up, just tag a picture of yourself wearing the merch, post it on Twitter or Instagram and tag Anna and I. And we're going to pick a winner to send the influencer box from my book that has my book and my bag and my puzzle with my boyfriend mittens and uh it all works out anyway my name is arna marine we will be back next week breaking down episode two have a good time you guys get vaccinated goodbye Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh yeah gonna get all up in you tonight it feels so good i just got one little question for you girl Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.